Sobic back in action here. Human Events Daily. Special thanks to Drew Hernandez for filling in the World Economic Forum. The Great Reset, it is one of the most dangerous threats to our individual freedom, national sovereignty, divinely ordained rights, and free enterprise. It must be stopped, and Turning Point USA is leading the charge. We are thrilled to announce our Defeating the Great Reset event is happening September 16th to 17th, 2022 in Phoenix, Arizona. Join myself, Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, Drew Hernandez, Dr. James Lindsay, and so many more as we rally to stop this malicious plan from destroying America. Stand with us. Go to reset.tpusa.com and get all the info. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Tonight is September 8th, 2022, Anno Domini. Tonight's headlines, purge country. America has entered a new anarchy phase. Next, of course, Queen Elizabeth passing away at 96 after 70 years on the throne. I'll talk about what this means and why I think it's important. Third, a new report is out that a liberal Las Vegas County official has been arrested in the murder of an investigative reporter named Jeff Gurman. And finally, a story that's a little bit about myself, but a little bit about our government. The TSA literally confiscated my phone, but I got it back. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Memphis is tired right now. Yeah, I'm good. I'm with you all. Memphis is tired right now. The Elias Fletcher kidnapping and abduction and murder. The other crimes we've had this year leading up to this. It's difficult right now. Bear with me. It's a very nerve wracking night. America is now the purge country. Go look at a city like Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, where kindergarten teachers can't go out for a jog in the morning without being murdered and possibly raped. Where people are running around doing spree killings on Facebook Live when they should have been locked up in jail, they're not. And yet this goes on live on social media. In Washington, DC, there was a man, there's now a man in custody who is firing shots from a rooftop, exposing himself in public and then spent hours climbing across the wires in Northwest DC. And let's look at California. Power outages at night in California in a heat wave while violent criminals are allowed to roam the streets. This was a movie called The Purge. It was science fiction, but now it's reality. This is real life in the United States of America. And so it's a simple question. Do we want to continue to live this country the way that we currently do, where people are terrified. People are talking about how do they carry more guns because they have to protect themselves, whether you're in the suburbs, or whether you're near to one of these cities. By the way, if you're in one of them, you just gotta get out of there. You've gotta get out of there for the time being so that they can collapse. They're going to collapse. I'm telling you, this is what's coming. We know that the people who live there continue to vote for these DAs, they continue to vote for insane justice schemes where they allow violent criminals out on the streets. They let them right out on the streets. And so if that's where they're gonna be, fine. But you know what? You don't want your kids there. You don't want your family there. You don't want 
anything you own there. Carjackings in the tunnel, we're hearing about. In tunnels. What are you even going to do if you get carjacked in a tunnel? You're stuck there. You can't go. You can't leave. What if your kids are in the car when they come to carjack you? Have you even thought about that? Have you even considered that? Because I'm, like, I'm a young parent, and I've got two little boys, and I'm talking to other parents in our friend groups, outside in the communities. People are freaked out right now. And they understand that everything that's happening has happened on a very rapid spiral, a very rapid timeline. And meanwhile, at the same time that we'll hear that when your kid goes to school, that they'll be taught, well, you know, you know, Timmy is actually a Jenny and that Jenny is actually a Timmy. And then they'll go to their government and they'll say, what are you doing? Are you, are you doing anything to help with this? Are you giving us some kind of recompense? Are you going to be initiating some new law, some new policy? And they'll turn around and we get Secretary of State Tony Blinken over in Kiev for another $2 billion in aid on a surprise visit. And so you say, okay, this is what my government is doing. This is what my political leaders are doing. And you ask yourself, at what point do the American people say that they've had enough? At what point do they actually get together in a critical mass and say, we're done with this. We're over with it. We demand change. We demand reliance. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I do think that you're going to see more and more of these horrific stories from city after city after city. The entire state of California, rolling brownouts, no power, violent criminals roaming the streets. That's a purge night. And so that's what America has become now. The United States of America has become the purge country. You want to talk about the conversation, having the conversation with your kids? That's the conversation you need to have. You need to tell your kids that there are certain places you can't go. There are certain times you can't be seen outside. There are certain areas you have to avoid. There are certain things that you can't say or else you'll be purged. You'll be next. Do you want to live in that kind of country? Do you want your, your children to have to grow up in that kind of a country? It's a serious question. Okay, my answer is no. I don't want my kids to grow up like that. But it's also my job to protect my kids. And so we're not going to stop talking about this. We're not going to stop covering these issues. We're not going to stop focusing on this until we get to the point when all of this is done. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to talk about the fact that inflation is making everything unaffordable right now, especially food. But you know what? I've got some good news for you. My Patriot Supply, you know them. They're our nation's largest preparedness company. They've now come out with a special $250 savings on their three-month emergency food kit. That's right, 250 bucks off. Look, here's all you got to do. We've set up preparewithposo.com. Now, this is the lowest price in three years. I asked them. I asked them. I said, is this your lowest price? I've never seen it this low. This is the lowest but it's not lasting long. My Patriot Supply stocked up on food when prices were low. So now they're passing on those savings to you. This is your only chance to beat inflation while getting prepared. And remember, since this food stays fresh for up to 25 years in storage, it will be there when you need it most. Plus it gives you over 2000 calories a day. To get yours today, go to preparewithposo.com. Get one kit per person. And remember, you save that 250 per kit. You can throw it in the back of your car, throw it in your garage, gives you the peace of mind. 
Order ships fast and free. Go to preparewithposo.com, preparewithposo.com right now. I bet you those people sitting out in California with no power wish they had, had gone to preparewithposo.com. I'm not surprised that many people feel lost and unable to decide what to hold on to and what to discard, how to take advantage of the new life without losing the best of the old. The trouble is caused by unthinking people who carelessly throw away ageless ideals they would have religion thrown aside, morality in personal and public life made meaningless, honesty counted as foolishness, and self-interest set up in place of self-restraint. At this critical moment in our history, we will certainly lose the trust and respect of the world if we just abandon those fundamental principles. Today, we need a special kind of courage. Not the kind needed in battle, but a kind which makes us stand up for everything that we know is right, everything that is true and honest. We need the kind of courage that can withstand the subtle corruption of the cynics. Queen Elizabeth, the longest reigning English monarch has passed away, 96 years old, 70 years on the throne. And what more can you say? You know, growing up in the United States, I always viewed the, you know, the monarchy, the, the British lords, the British royalty as, well, those are the bad guys, right? That's the people we, we fought a war against and we got away from, and that's stupid, and why would you even need that anyway, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what we're taught. But, you know, when I got to visit the UK the first time years ago, uh, over a decade ago at this point, that started to understand better how in many ways the royal family, and in particular, the king or queen of England, is a national symbol for their country. And in particular, this queen, to have committed nearly a century of time, not just on this planet, but the vast majority of that while on the throne in service of her country. It shows a commitment to duty. It shows a commitment to honor. It shows a commitment to tradition. You know, they say Queen Elizabeth was one of the last institutions that really existed in the world. I'm not gonna say that the British family doesn't have its issues, but just her as a person, he felt that she hadn't become corrupted the way you look at so many other institutions across Western civilization, and they've become completely corrupted. And so we say, God save the queen. We say prayers up for her royal highness and God bless to the entire family. But I wanna send a clip now, I wanna show a clip of what they did to Steve Bannon in New York earlier today. For every conservative this is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. They will never shut me up, they'll kill me first. I have not yet begun to fight. You see this clip? Do you see them perp walking him? The New York AG parading Steve Bannon, Stephen K. Bannon, in front of their cameras, like he's some mafia kingpin. Understand, this is what time it is. This is what part of the movie 
you are in. And you understand this is a test run, right? They're not doing this in some back room. They're in your face with all of it. They're in your face with Bannon the same way that they want to do this with President Trump. They went down there to Mar-a-Lago. They raided it. Now they're going after his chief advisors, his chief strategist from 2016, his chief strategist from the White House. They're taking him down because they want to take down every single influential political conservative in the United States. Anyone who stands up and is a meaningful dissident to the system is going to get this treatment. Every single one of them. This is a sham. They've all been shams as far as I'm concerned. Every single one of these situations absolutely trumped up charges and it's being done exactly for the reasons that you saw today. It's a show trial. When I say that we're living through the purge country, that we are now a purge country, well, guess what? We have political dissidents and opposition leaders being put on show trial, paraded in front of a prostrate media that can't get enough of it. Are you gonna wake up? Are you gonna get ready? Are you going to get serious about who these people are and what they're about? Because that's what they're willing to do. Meanwhile, you've got conservatives who say we shouldn't even talk about Hunter Biden. No, we're not going down like that. Steve's not going down like that. And this movement is never going anywhere. Can you comment? He's murdered. Did you do this? Tell us anything? Why did police tow away your vehicle? So we've been talking about how we're in a purge country now. America is now a purge country. Here's an example of how America is a purge country. There's a story that the media doesn't seem to be talking about anywhere, which is crazy because one of their own members was just murdered. An actual journalist for the Las Vegas Review Journal murdered in cold blood. And the headline that we now see is that police have arrested a liberal county official in the reporter's stabbing death. What's going on here? Let's take a look. Clark County Public Administrator Robert Tellis was arrested on suspicion of murder Wednesday evening in the fatal stabbing of Las Vegas Review-Journal reporter Jeff German, whose investigation of the politician contributed to his primary election loss in June. The stunning development came a day after, we've got some intel here, a day after the Las Vegas police asked for the public's help in identifying a suspect in the case. An early morning search of Telus's home on Wednesday provided the first indication that the Friday night killing may be related to German's work, exposing public wrongdoing. The investigative reporter was pursuing a potential follow-up story about Telus in the weeks before he was killed. Police arrived at his home. They said they were conducting search warrants. They later arrested him, and this is based on a stabbing. Now, here's what's, here's what's crazy to me. And we could go through all the details of this case. But it seems like, and of course, caveat, 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 alleged, 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 but. Doesn't the media always tell you that the most violent group in this country is MAGA Americans? Didn't President Biden just gave a major speech about this and said, these people are now the enemy class of the regime. MAGA Americans, conservative Americans, anyone who doesn't support this agenda, anyone who doesn't support the inflation, 
the flooding of violent criminals and drugs across our streets, the indoctrination of our children, the eradication of God in the public sphere, that if you don't stand for those things, you're not just someone who disagrees. No, no, no. You're an enemy of the state now. So when we're told that all of this is the biggest problem in society, when we actually see a situation where someone, a reporter, you know, how many times did they say, did they say, well, when President Trump tweets about reporters, he puts them in danger. When President Trump calls out reporters, he puts them in danger. I've heard it a million times. I'm sure you have as well. But who is actually in danger here? Who's actually murdered here? It was an investigative reporter for the Las Vegas Review Journal. And it seems like, by the way, based on what happened, someone who was really good at their job, someone who actually cared about what they were doing enough to pursue the public interest. Do we have anyone that actually does that anymore? They pursue their public interest. Say, what's in the good of the people? What's in the good of the country? What's in the good of the city in this case? The county. Going after a county official, going after state's officials, because that's what we want. That's the kind of media that we'd actually love to have in this country. We don't have that. Find me the one media piece that's breaking down all the details of the Las Vegas shooter, Stephen Paddock. What was his motive? What was going on with his family? Why was he sending all this money to the Philippines? We don't know. We're not getting any of, this, any of that information. And nobody's digging it up. But it seems like this guy was digging. And he was murdered, allegedly, by a liberal politician that he'd been working on. So here's the question, right? And I'm not going to play politics with this. I'm not going to say, oh, blah, 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 this means you can paint everyone with a broad brush. No, that's not fair. But go with me on this. Shouldn't we have a country where when something like this happens, that everybody can come together and say, this is horrific. When MTG got swatted, when Steve Bannon got swatted four times in a row, before he was just perp-walked, by the way, had to surrender his passport. Did everyone come together? Did every member of Congress come out and say, I support MTG's right to do her job without the fear of violence? No. Crickets. Absolute crickets. Because when there's on violence on the left in this country, when there is violence on the left in this country, they cover it up. They'll say Kyle Rittenhouse was a murderer and they won't talk about the fact that people were trying to kill him. That's the problem in this country. Point of equipment is that multiple people can come up here and divest at the same time. So you grab a bin, you put your items in it. If you have a suitcase, the entire suitcase does go in a bin. That's what's a little bit different. And when you're ready and you have everything in the bin, you just put it there and it takes off. As you can see, this entire area is for divestment. So we have someone who has a lot of things to take out of their pockets and they haven't prepared. They won't slow you down because you can go you just push your bin there and then you walk around them. So it's not even considered anything rude about it. Yeah, keeps because, the process going, yeah. Because people realize that they can continue to divest. No one's going to rush them. If you're ready to go, you push the bin and you go. So I've got a little bit of a story. And those of you been paying attention, you know that Drew Hernandez, the great Drew Hernandez, was here for a couple of days because I'm out on assignment, or was out on assignment. I had a couple of travel days. Was traveling. My phone, the TSA confiscated my phone. That's right, they wouldn't give it back and then they claimed 
that they had never actually taken it in the first place. What's going on? Getting on the airplane. This is JFK Airport, New York City. I hand them my bag. I say, hey, I've got pre-check, I'm all cleared, blah, 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 let's go. They put it through and they say, hey, you got some tablets in here. So well, it's, it's fine, I have pre-check, good to go, right? I said, no, we gotta run them through again because pre-check's closed. All right, whatever. I find it generally, it's, it's, it's not a good idea to just argue with people like that because A, you're never gonna get anywhere and B, you're probably running for your flight anyway. So they run my bag through again. We send a thing down. We're going, we've got the kids, myself, Tanya Tay. We're going down, I realize, hey, my phone's not in my bag. And when you travel a lot, like I travel a lot, you have certain habits that you perform. Same time, every way. I always put my bag in my wallet, or excuse me, my phone in my wallet in the front bag of my backpack. Every single time, it's just, that's my move. Phone, wallet, backpack, done, in that pocket. This time around, not in that pocket. So I send everybody else down to the front. And my parents were there as well. So I said, you guys go to the gate. You guys take the kids. We're going to go back, see what's up. Leave all the bags there. Come back to TSA. Hey, um, excuse me, federal security employee. This record locator, okay, my find a friend is on. My wife can see that my phone is here at your security console. Maybe it's in a lost and found. I said, no, it's not in the lost and found. I said, well, okay, sir, I gave you a backpack that had a phone in it. And when you gave it back to me, there was no phone. He said, I didn't steal any phone. I didn't, I didn't steal any phone. How would you accuse me of that? I said, I didn't accuse you of anything. I said, I gave you a backpack with a phone. You give it to me, no phone. I had to go through four people at the TSA all the way up to a supervisor of a supervisor of a supervisor before finally some guy came in and I sat there and made him go through the footage. I said, go through the, all the time. Tanya's got the thing up. It says it's here. It says it's here. It says it's here. It says it's here. They wouldn't even look. He goes through the security footage. And I said, I bet you I either one of you guys took it or one of you dropped it. They go through the footage. They say, oh, here's you with your kids. Here's you with the stroller, the backpack, putting everything through, okay. And, uh, Oh yeah, it looks like, looks like our guy dropped it. It's, it's, it's under the belt. My phone had been sitting at their feet the entire time that we were talking. Almost 35 minutes, sprinted back, both myself and Tanya Tay, to get on the flight. And here's the thing, that's how the government looks at you. You're not a customer, you're a subject. That's what they think of you. And that's all the time we have tonight, Human Events Daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, didn't Drew Hernandez do a great job? He nailed that the last two nights. Great job, Drew. Man, if I ever have to host Frontlines, I'm like, hey, I gotta memorize some stuff. Need some shtick, need some shtick. Okay, what do we talk about tonight? Number one, purge country. America has entered the anarchy phase. Second, Queen Elizabeth dies at 96 after 70 years on the throne and the perp walk of Steve Bannon. Third, a liberal Las Vegas County official has been arrested in a murder of an investigative reporter, Jeff Gurman. And then finally, the TSA confiscating my phone and treating us the same way that you would see a subject treated in some empire, some far-flung empire. They don't care about you. They care about themselves and they care about going on break care about going on break.
Before we go today, it's time for tonight's history break. For today's moment in history, I wanted to pick Queen Elizabeth. Nearly a decade before she became queen, she was actually the first female member of the British royal family to become an active duty member of the armed forces during World War II. She joined the British Auxiliary Transport Service. She was a mechanic. She was a driver during the war. She stood as an example to so many other women at the time. I mean, she was still quite young at this time to go out there and to actually serve the nation. And that really set the tone for her as a person, for her as a monarch and as a sovereign. Serve your country. The idea that your country matters. That's something that we should all care about again. That's something that we should all put, maybe not first, but I remember there used to be that word, 